Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Mornings with Ron. I want to thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Ron Tyson, and I appreciate all of you who have been joining our podcast over the past few weeks. It's been very exciting to see the number of people growing who have been listening to our podcast on a regular basis. We appreciate all of you who have gone out and reviewed us uh, and given us stars on the various pod site. That's very important to us as we try to get our broadcasts expanded even wider. Uh, and that's one of the things that they look at is to see what kind of ratings that you're getting and what kind of responses you're getting to the podcast that you're doing. So uh, for our theme this week, I was thinking about um, one of the recent podcasts that I did that was probably one of the podcasts that got our most listeners. That was the one that was about taking care of ourselves. It seems we all want just to know a little bit more about things we can do to take care of ourselves on a daily basis. So with that, let's get on to this week's messages. Oh, by the way, uh, we actually have six messages this week. So there's a little bonus message in this particular podcast for you. Most of the time, our days are nonstop. I mean, we take care of family, pets, work, friendships, and just about anything else that comes our way. It's part of who we are and what we do. And we often spend so much time making sure that everyone else is taken care of that we often forget the most important person of all, ourselves. You know, taking care of everyone else to the point where we neglect ourselves is not only detrimental to our psyche, it can also be detrimental to our health. We certainly do what we have to do to make sure that things get done and tasks are accomplished. However, somewhere in that schedule, it's incredibly important to ensure that we're taking time out for ourselves. We need time to rejuvenate, relax, and recharge. Now, that may sound selfish to some, but in reality, it's healthy and necessary for our spiritual and physical well-being. The other night, I was watching television and felt the need for a little alone time. I have a pool right outside my living room door that doesn't get used as much as it should. I turned on some instrumental music, lit the tiki torches around the pool, jumped in, and just became one with myself. And as I floated on the water, I could feel the stresses of the day, all the tasks that I still had to accomplish, and the desire to do something else float away. That half hour belonged to no one else but me, and I felt wonderful. And you know, those are the kind of moments that we need to steal for ourselves. It can also be a hobby, a craft, shopping, or something else that you really enjoy. Just you, and the moment where you have the opportunity to build that inner strength and be reminded that you have the ability to take care of yourself in a world where you take care of so many others. Sometimes just carving out a few minutes or a half hour for you is just the ticket. Now, this may sound easy, but I know as much as anyone that it's hard to do. During that me time, many things start calling to you, and it's important to block them out and stay focused in the moment. No one can force us to take care of ourselves. Only we can ensure that we are taking steps to be emotionally and physically healthy. If you live by a calendar, block out time on your calendar and call it me time. When you wake up in the morning, consider your day and decide where you can squeeze a couple minutes in that day just for you. Because in the end, no one deserves it more than you. For this next message, I saw this great quote on uh, Peaceful Mind, Peaceful Life. And the quote said, friendly reminder that doing your best does not mean working yourself to the point of a mental breakdown. Everyone's ever struggled with a little OCD, as I have, or the need to be perfect in everything they do, is going to relate to this message. 
Growing up, I always felt like I had to be the best at everything. Good grades only caused me to strive for better grades. Awards only caused me to work for more awards. Being second was never good enough as first was the only option. As I've grown, some of that stays with me to a degree, but I've learned to let some of those self-requirements go. What is it inside of us that drives us to be like that? When you look at people in general, you see all types of personalities. There are those that are completely satisfied with the status quo and have no desire to rise above the fray. And there's nothing wrong with that. Then there are those type A's that need to be in control and have to spend every waking minute making sure that everything is perfect. And there's nothing wrong with that. There are others at the other end of the spectrum that just don't care at all and take each day as it comes. They believe that whatever happens, happens. And there's nothing wrong with that either. We all choose to live our lives in a way that fits us. When we have behavior that's being detrimental to our well-being, we hopefully make adjustments to get ourselves back on course to alleviate some of the pressure that we're placing on ourselves. Failing to do so often results in some unfavorable consequences in terms of our mental or physical health. It's important to recognize that no one way is the correct way. As long as we are managing the way that fits us and our personalities and making those adjustments that keep our life healthy and balanced while being true to who we are, then that's all we can ask of ourselves. Do I wish I could relax more and strive less? Sometimes I do. However, I also know that without that drive, I would not be where I am or have what I have today. What I need to focus on is that there is a need sometimes to just stop, relax, let it all go and take a mental and physical break. And that's really what I struggle with the most. At the end of the day, we all want to do our best. It's doing our best that gives us comfort that we are on the right path with our lives. Finding the right balance as we strive for that best is incredibly important to our well-being. This next quote I saw on healthy holistic living that said, One minute of anger weakens the immune system for four to five hours. One minute of laughter boosts the immune system for 24 hours. And most people will tell you that when I was growing up as a kid, I was really funny. I can remember driving down the road with my family and I'd either say something or do something crazy that would have everyone in stitches. This was especially true when I was in the company of my Aunt Gail. We had this combined magic for creating laughter that would just set everyone off. Not to mention that I was quite the prankster. My granny would tell stories of things that I would do that would make her laugh so hard that she would cry, and that carried on into my early adult years, and then seemed to subside. Somewhere along the way, as we start to age, we let the adversities of life override our ability to laugh and just be jovial. Personal, family, and work responsibilities tend to task us so much that we simply forget how to laugh. In doing so, we rob our bodies of one of the things that can often be a booster to our immune system, our psyche, and our general well-being. Think about the last time you were sitting around with family and friends, forgot about the stresses of the world, and simply laughed. I'm not talking about mere chuckles. I'm talking about those deep belly laughs that hurt, yet feel so good when they happen. They leave you with a rush of endorphins that set the stage for the rest of your day. You are often left feeling like you had taken some natural medicine, and that is the ultimate power of laughter. Life can often be hard, and constantly taking it so serious only makes it harder. It's incredibly important that we take the time to lighten up, enjoy the moment, laugh, love, and simply smile. 
It is often those moments that we remember over the bad and those moments that enhance our lives to make it just a little more enjoyable. When you look back over the course of your life, there are moments that stand out that become defining moments for who you are and what you believe. Events happen unexpectedly that often change your very being and cement your stance on a particular issue. One such moment for me came in my senior year of high school. I worked two jobs in the summer before I left for college. In the morning, I worked at a five and dime where I had been employed for over two years. And in the afternoon, I went to the new Burger King in town in hopes that I would get some fast food experience in case I needed a job in college. It was at the latter that my life literally changed one night. I had been at the job for several months, and just as it had at my five and dime job, the work ethic that was instilled by my grandmother drove the way I worked. The never do a job unless you're going to finish it, and never do a job unless you do it right mantra, constantly played out in my head. It was all I knew, because this was quite different than the work ethic of others in my generation that worked in the fast food industry, I naturally stood out to management. While this may have seemed like a good thing for me personally, it wasn't received quite so well by my peers. They felt like management played favorites with me, and there was one person in particular that took it worse than the others. I blocked out the name of this person long ago, but can picture him like it was yesterday. He started to pick on me at work and tell me that I was doing things just to make him look bad. In doing my job, and he slacking off at his, somehow I was making him look bad. I didn't care about him enough to put out that kind of effort, but for some reason he saw it quite different and he was determined to let me know just how he felt. One night after we closed the restaurant, I went out to my car and he was still inside. As I sat in the seat of my car, I felt a tug at my door as I tried to close it. Before I realized it, he was standing in between my door and me and just started punching me in the side of the face repeatedly. I screamed, but no one came and eventually he just stopped and left and I sat there stunned. Somehow I started the car and drove through every red light in town on my way home until I got inside and started wailing. My mother and grandmother drove me straight to the hospital where I had contusions on the side of my head. Fortunately, he had been hitting the hard part of my head and I avoided major damage. The hospital wanted to call the police. My grandmother insisted that they not. To this day, I still don't know why. Believe it or not, work did not fire the boy and instead made us sit down together and promise that we were going to get along. Obviously, it wasn't the place for me anymore, yet despite that I stayed and worked alongside my attacker, staying as far away as possible until I finally left for college. It was at that moment on that dark night in 1980 that taught me that it is never okay to put your hands on another human being, and I vowed that no one would ever put their hands on me again. We're not punching bags for others' aggression, verbally or physically, and there's never a valid excuse for treating another human being that way. I made it through that night, and although there are times when it still haunts me, I'm stronger for it. Do I wish it never happened? Of course I do. However, I learned to turn rage into compassion, which is maybe what Grandma was trying to teach me by not calling the police, and I'm the one that's better for it. When I came up with this next message, I was thinking about how we often worry about what other people say or think about us and how in the end, it really doesn't matter what others say about us. When I was a kid, I was one of those people that stayed pretty much to myself and often walked with my head down. I was always concerned about what people thought of me. I thought that everyone had to like me or I was a failure. That's a pretty tall order for a kid, much less an adult. As you can imagine, the pressure that it puts on a person can often be an unbearable burden. 
Going through life trying to please everyone, often at the expense of your own personal happiness, is tough. Caring about every little thing people say about us and taking it to heart is even tougher. For some reason, we allow people to have this hold on us and we give them the power to continue their actions. That is, until we learn to take that power away from them and then amazing things start to happen. If we only knew this as adolescents, growing up would have been a whole lot easier. If we knew that people who treat other people badly only do so because of the insecurities that they have within themselves, we could have at least started to understand. If we knew that the only reason people said the things they did to bring us down was to lift themselves up, it would have made it easier. And when we carry this never-ending cycle into our adulthood without addressing it, we only exacerbate the problem. It was probably well into my 40s before I finally got it. I started to understand that the only way what people said about me mattered was when I gave them the power for it to matter. I learned that only I could give them that power, and unless I took it away, the cycle would repeat itself over and over. When I took a deep look inside and evaluated the people in my life that were contributors and started to prune them from my garden, only then did I realize that I had all the power to make the difference. Unfortunately, it's human nature for people to tear us down when they aren't doing well. People seem to have a hard time celebrating others' success when things aren't so right in their own lives. Unhappy people don't like happy people. Unsuccessful people don't like successful people. And they will say whatever they can to make them feel a little better about themselves. The beauty comes in when we learn that what they say does not matter and has absolutely no effect on our lives as a whole. How successful we are how happy we are, how content we are with our lives can only be derived by us and no one else. We have the absolute power to determine the course of our life. And once we learn that, believe me, I know firsthand it's a hard lesson to learn. Our life becomes very different and what they say really does not matter. This final message really talks about the importance of making sure that we not only thank others for what they do for us, but that we thank ourselves for what we do for ourselves. As we go throughout our day, we're presented with many opportunities to thank people for their kindness and gestures. Shopping, work, play, and almost everywhere we go, something happens that requires us to thank someone for something they did. And it's human nature, at least for most of us, and it's usually expected yet well-received. However, do we ever really take time in the day to thank ourselves? Throughout our normal routines, we maintain an enormous level of responsibility. We work hard to meet the needs of our families, jobs, friends, not to mention the untold burdens that we place on ourselves. We have a lot to live up to from the moment we wake up in the morning until we lay our head down on the pillow at night, and that makes for a pretty full day. I would venture to say that there probably isn't one time in the day that we actually look in the mirror and thank ourselves for a job well done. We pull off a special event and thank everyone for coming, yet we never thank ourselves for all the work that we put into making it successful. We have a major accomplishment at work, and we thank all those involved and forget to thank ourselves for leading the team that made it happen. And often when we do major things, thanking ourselves may actually be the only thanks that we get. You have to wonder why it is that we will go out of our way to make sure that others are appreciated, cared for, and nurtured, yet the last person that we heap praise and thanks on is ourselves. Don't we deserve the same thanks and recognition that we give to others? Perhaps we don't think that we do, and that is why we just take for granted that thanking others is enough. 
So the next time you get through a day and you have accomplished what you set out to do or pulled off some major feat, I want you to stand in front of the mirror and acknowledge what you've done. It may sound silly, but when you do it, you will see the power that self-appreciation has. Appreciating ourselves opens wider avenues to appreciating others. The better we feel about ourselves, the easier it is to acknowledge and be open to the world around us. There is only one you, and that you deserves to be acknowledged and celebrated. So that's it. Another week of Mornings with Ron. I hope you enjoyed this uh, particular episode again about taking care of ourselves. Don't forget to go out and review us. And until next week, as you go out into this great big world of ours, always remember to be the reason that someone smiles. 